What's going on? <laughs> oh, so I'm obsessed, obsessed with Hamilton. Do you know about this Hamilton thing? Well, I, I know it's a musical. Oh, it's, dude, it's like the best thing ever. Well, I just you, discovered this. Did you have tickets or do you just do the Spotify soundtrack thing or whatever? Just the Spotify soundtrack. I would like to get tickets. They're like $1,000 each still. So, And my two sons are super into it. So at the very least... At the very least, I would need three tickets, but I'm pretty sure Jamie would want to go too. So I need four tickets. So I don't know about this thousand dollars each thing, but mm-hmm. and you can't even get four together. Like I looked, and they're all thousand dollars, and it's one seat, you know, off in the middle somewhere. Uh, but anyway, I was so I mean, just to listen to that soundtrack. It's like it's shockingly amazing. I don't know. I tried listening to it once when it first came out, like just like two songs. And I was like, I don't like it. And then my kids got into it at school or something. Right. And now I'm totally obsessed with it. So so is it the subject matter or is it the rap or is it both? Or I don't know. It's both. Is like the rap the sub- good? Like genuinely good rap? Not yeah, musical I mean, I good rap? I wouldn't classify it. it it's, it's interesting. It's something between rap and just like Broadway music. You know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like hardcore, but at the same time, it's – is it, I mean, there's tons of references that you pick up if you are a rap fan from, you know, major rappers, and especially 90s, because I think, you know, this, the Lynn manuel guy, when I, I find it fascinating on like 30 different levels, so I can, I can do a whole podcast <laughs> on it, but yeah, it's the rap, it's the, I didn't know that much about Alexander Hamilton, that stuff's all super fascinating, it's, I think like the Lynn manuel guy himself and the topics he chooses to cover kind of like workaholism's a part of this and kind of it's even got like a startup re sort of vibe to it at parts um it's just like it's it, i enjoy the concept of a kid who was a kid when i was a kid who listened to the kind of music i listened to is now making the popular culture do you know what i mean right I think that's like a whole interesting sort of thing. Now, now we're old enough where the people we grew up with are the ones who make the huge musical or the giant movie or whatever. Like right, that's right. sort of a new thing um, outside of like the, I mean, there's always that happens like where there's famous kids who are 18 when we were 18 or whatever, but this is more of the evolved sort of adult um, scenario. So uh, I, I don't know the whole thing. It just speaks to me on many different levels. It's got like a whole father son thing it's got uh, um, yeah, the, the whole the whole thing is it's just great. I don't know if if you haven't listened to it, you gotta listen to it. It's really really oh, good. Sure. I'm a, I'm a fan. I like my wife. I'm not a a big rap person. Like I don't follow any of that stuff. But I'm a fan when they do like crossover genre type of stuff or a little bit of mixing of like other like. I like that Kendrick Lamar thing when he did the I think it was MTV Music Awards or something. But there was like a whole jazz component to that performance. Oh, and it was really, really good. Um. But yeah, uh, so listen, with the way the tickets are, the prices and availability and all that, by the time you see it, it's going to be like your son's middle school revival. (laughs) 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 I I think that's true. I don't know. And now it's like, first of all, I'm already disappointed that's not the the original cast, you know, so because they've all moved on or whatever. But and it's like, man, you think, okay, the original cast isn't doing it. That that maybe it'd be a little bit less expensive, but nope, it's still <laughs> top dollar. And they do now they do it in multiple cities. I should check that. It could be like one of those crazy things where like flying to Chicago to see it is cheaper, right. like even with the flight and everything. Uh, who knows? But 
I'm sure at some point I've no I have no idea how Broadway works. I'm sure there's the low season or whatever, you know, where for whatever reason it's maybe like the height of summer I could see or something like that where it gets cheaper. But I even tried like though there's like a Wednesday matinee. I was like, well, maybe you know people normal people are working. I could I could take off work and go down there, but no, it's all expensive. So ah, I don't know. It's crazy. I guess it's gonna be the hot ticket for a long time, presumably. I'm really not into any Broadway stuff, musicals or plays or anything like that. I like so, it. We go every like three years or four years or something. Like we don't go that often, but there's something that piques our interest. We'll try to go, but it's hard to go, you know, going all this city, the kids, the whole thing, but it's nice. The kids are getting bigger and the kids are into this. So I could bring the kids to this mm-hmm. most of the, except for one of them. So <laughs> it's still kind of a problem, but, uh, so I don't know, but no, we've been like, I mean, there's a whole, uh, aspect where Jefferson has this discussion with Hamilton and they do it as sort of this rap battle, which is interesting. And, my younger son and me have had this whole discussion about this and it gets into slavery and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's, it's just fascinating. And listening to it with the kids adds a whole kind of another layer to it, which is also, also interesting. Hmm. <sighs> so what else you got going on? I heard you're bootstrapping something. Uh, I got, I got, I had this idea for like two years okay. and to do this MPS survey tool, and I've like just put it off, whatever. And uh, so this, this is kind of interesting thing. So I have no idea what NPS survey is. All right. So it's a net promoter score survey. So basically it's a way to do a very simple survey, a one question survey to kind of get the lay of the land on your customer satisfaction. So it's, you know, obviously there's more in-depth customer satisfaction surveys. I'm sure we've all gotten them that are, you know, 20 questions and all that stuff. This is the kind of thing that's later. I'm sure you've gotten these two. It's zero through 10. Mm-hmm. You rate it on that scale based on your score. You do a calculation to come up with this one number. And the one number you can then kind of track and uh, keep that in relation to, uh, you know, kind of really even just, you could really, you could compare it to competitors and stuff, which most bootstrappers won't be able to do. Um, like bigger companies will actually survey their competitors, customers, and get scores for them and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you could just even compare it to yourself, right? Like you want this number to trend upward. You want more people to be uh, happy enough with your service to recommend it. That's kind of the thesis. It's not just that you're happy. It's that you're so happy that you would recommend it to other people is basically the right. question. That you so ask. is this like, this is the focus on the reporting and the metric as opposed to like a focus on like the, the survey features, right? You're right. So, I mean, the app will do the surveying, but the surveying is basically just asking this one question and then it has like an open box for feedback or whatever, which is an important part. But yeah, it doesn't do anything like SurveyMonkey or, you know, it doesn't do any, you can't add questions or anything. There's only one question. It's set for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You can edit the question to put your product name or whatever in there, but, uh, but you can't really do anything else other than that. Um, so, so we should say this is this is this is the thermostat one, right? Thermostat, thermostat that yeah. I owe. Mm-hmm. How long have you been sitting on that one? No, so I wasn't sitting on it at all. Um, I acquired it from a 
dang person sitting on it. But oh, okay. it was a few hundred, bu- a few hundred bucks. So that's not bad. That's not too bad, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I figured for a dictionary word, and I always kind of a known thing. So I was like, oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, I, I thought about putting it on my wow.io, but I've been saving that wow for so long. I, don't feel <laughs> like I, can't, I can't, like, give it up. Uh, Nothing will be ever good enough now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's the one I'm retiring on right there. <laughs> Three-letter domain. I'm retiring on that, baby. So anyway, uh, I don't know. Uh, what, he, here's what's more interesting. So we can talk about the thing itself, um, but I have this other angle on it that I think might be more interesting, which is, so I sat on this thing, this idea for a long time, and because I had no time and whatever, um, and I didn't really know. I, it was like that thing, you know, where you have a product idea and you're like sitting on it and you're like, how are we going to price it? What are we going to do? Who's, you know, you get all worried about all that stuff and then it's like, oh, forget it. Like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with all the stuff it takes to start something new and all the weight of that and right. whatever. So it was like a couple months ago. I don't know. I still was kicking the idea around. It like comes up like every few months it would like pop back into my head. And I had this idea. I was like, I was like, oh, Macau, like, what if I just made it free? And then if you make it free, and I know there could be a paid version in the future or whatever, but if you just, if your goal is just to make something free and you don't really care about making money, which is a hard thing to do, but if you don't really care, it it, it actually like opens the whole thing up. It makes everything so much easier. A lot of because, that stuff goes away, right? Yeah, like all, like 80% of that stuff goes away. Like think about the pricing, I don't care. Uh, who's going to buy it? I don't care. Um, you know, what features you need. Like, that's a huge one. Okay, all the competitors have all these features. How are we going to charge us? No, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to build a very, very simple, simple tool. It doesn't have to do nearly as much as the competing services do. And it'll just be free. And that, like, totally opened up for me. I was like, ah, oh, all right. And... I've been wanting to learn some other stuff on the tech side. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend any money on this. I'm not going to have any developers work on it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to work on it. And I want to learn this, um, so this new tech stuff anyway. And that's it. And so if I don't even finish it, it doesn't matter. I didn't spend a dollar on it other than a few hundred bucks in this domain. And fine. So I chipped on it for a couple months. And it kind of works now. And so I'm like, all right, like now it works. It seems useful. Now I'm going to have Fidelper who works at Userscape work on it for like a month or two and kind of do some of the stuff that he's just going to be able to do better than I can do it Mm -hmm. um, and flush out some of those bits. So it's like, okay, now I can spend a little bit of money on it, but I'm not going to spend a lot of money. And then once that kind of final wrap up stuff is done, we'll release it. It'll be free. And we'll see what happens. Like, obviously, there'll be tons of feature requests if people like it and use it. And if that happens, I'm sure some of those would make sense as paid. And that'll kind of work itself out. If that doesn't happen and nobody uses it, then fine. Like, I spent a couple months on it and that's it. And, you know, we put a few grand of dev time into it, whatever. But it's not like a crazy big uh, project or anything. So... We'll see. But yeah, that, that whole idea of making it free just like opened the whole thing yeah. up. I was like, oh. Liberating. Yeah, it's incredibly liberating. I was like, this is great. Like, this is what everybody should be doing because this gets you to shipping where like all that, I mean, every, like I went to MicroConf in our hiatus here and I mean, every conversation I had was about pricing. And, you know, it was like <laughs> nobody knows what to do. Their stuff's not even launched yet. What's the price should be? You know, and it's like, oh, all that stuff just holds you back, you know? 
You got me with the photograph of the BMW. I'm not even. I don't even fall with the with the Lamborghinis that Taylor rents out there. But that was a Mustang. Oh, that was a Mustang. Yeah, it looked like a Beamer. Well, whatever. It's the it's the open desert that got me, not the right. car. And I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. So I couldn't be there. I got some family stuff that I can't talk about yet. But um, I would have been there if I didn't have family stuff. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. That 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 really got me. Or anything that you post about <laughs> stuff there, meeting people, whatever, pricing, I don't care. Who cares? Right. The open desert, that little, that rust haze of the sunset and the desert, and there's nothing but wind around you. Oh, I don't, even, I don't even care if it's Mars or, or Nevada. <laughs> I just want to be there. So here, here was so funny, too, because I wasn't even going. So I went to Vegas for MicroConf, and... Well, first of all, MicroConf has two versions now, growth and starter for people who don't know. And, um, you know, it's like oh, 10 days before the thing, before it started. And uh, Adam Wathen, I, I know from the Laravel community, was mm-hmm. like, hey, you should go. And I was like, no way. Like, they're not tickets because, you know, every year MicroConf sells out in like 10 minutes and right. that's it. So I looked and there were tickets. And I think it's why you know, I talked to the guys about it. And it's like, yeah, because now they have the two two different tracks, basically two different conferences. Um, so there's a lot more capacity. So, so I was like, Oh, should I go? I don't really like, I, I am kind of in this weird place right now where I kind of don't care about, you know, like I don't care about the conference. <laughs> I like, I don't care about the businessy part of it, learning anything. I don't want to learn anything. Right. I'm not interested in learning at least that uh, sitting there and learning stuff. Like I, I'm just not, I've been to a million conferences. I, I'm, I'm with you. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know you're you're on board with that. <laughs> That's just inherent in you. You're you're on board with that. So for me, I used to like going to these things, but I'm not really. I don't want to speak at it. Any of these things, not just microconf, but like I'm not interested in speaking. I'm not interested in going. Whatever. But I was like, you know, all a bunch, couple of other people from Laravel community were going, and I was like, you know what? I'll just go, and I'll like it'll be a, it'll be eighty percent vacation. Hopefully, nobody from like. Uh, the IRS is listening. It'll be 80% vacation and it'll be like 20% work. So, and I so bought tickets to the starter edition, which is kind of really insane because uh, that's what they were going to. Right. Um, and I was like, all right, booked my stuff, went out there. And then, yeah, like the first three or four days I was kind of on vacation. I did like two days of actually being, the, I only went to one day of the conference, but I went to all the night stuff for the conference and I met with people on dinner another night. So like four nights, I was doing sort of conference stuff and talking to people or whatever, which is like the part I like, like meeting new people or whatever. Um, and then one day I, I spent actually like in the conference itself. But uh, but it was great. Yeah, like the, the second day I went out to the desert, which is what you're talking about. I rented a Mustang right at the hotel, convertible. I got the top down. My I'm like super white from the whole winter, <laughs> you know, hiding in a hole. So I'm I'm cooking in this desert sun at noon. I'm driving down the highway with the top down, uh, out into this Red Rock Canyon, which is just outside Vegas. They have beautiful like bright red rocks um, right. that are like sandstone, and that uh, was great. It was it was really awesome. So it was a nice little nice little trip. Went to the pool. Hung out, had a twenty-four dollar drink at the pool, <laughs> which was pretty wild. Um, but but uh, you were you were pondering thermostat, so it's all writable, offable. Right. It is write offable, <laughs> exactly correct. 
I was pondering. I was going to night events, so uh, I did I did uh, some work uh, there a little bit, and uh, I, I, I improved my Texas Hold'em game. <laughs> another part of the what I was trying to accomplish. Um, so that, that was all good. That was all good. Flight was like no problem up down. So it was actually all went really smooth. Uh, so that, that worked out well, but yeah, we got to get you out there next year. You'll love it out in the desert. And there's, um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't mind going uh, the way there. We flew over the grand Canyon and obviously you're pretty high up in the plane, but it was just like went on forever. You're like, the thing is huge. I would like to get out there. There's a couple of things I'd like to do out there. Uh, I want the kids out there too, and just cruise around for like a month or something. I want to go. I'll go. You'll go get you on a plane. I want to go. I, I wouldn't even mind doing that bootstrappers tour of the eastern coast in the car thing you got going on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should do that. See if we go if we do it together, that would be better. Yeah, so I, I just put that out there on Twitter. I like, just I just have this this image of Cheech and Chong in the van. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a lot of people signed up from Boston who would be interested in like no other cities. So I don't know. So now I'm like I mean, obviously, once you if you set a date and you do it, it's a lot easier to get people to go. Like, I just asked abstractly if people would want to meet up with me in some of these big East Coast cities over the summer and just kind of hang out. So if we used to put dates on it, like, that's always better. But, you know, but yeah, a lot of people from Boston seem interested. So I don't know. I might go to Boston and check it out. Maybe we'll do a road trip to Boston as a first stop and see how it goes. But there was, like, 10 people or something in Boston. And if we put a date on it, I'm sure we'd get a few more. But uh, I was always fascinated by our, you know, we have a love-hate relationship with Spolsky, but I always loved that he did that world tour for like Fogbugs 5 or something like that. And I was like, that'd be kind of cool to do that, um, to do something like that. I don't know. His exact thing was a little bit different, but uh, to hit a, hit a few cities and just kind of hang out with people and chat. I don't know. Look at you. I don't know. You, you, you're like a, you're like a new man. You want to go fly to Vegas. You want to go on those to- <laughs> tour. I'm stuck in a rut. I want to get out somewhere, but now is a bad time. Well, maybe a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. End of the summer or something. Maybe early fall, maybe something like that. I was thinking, early fall, you should be all right. What uh? So what's going on with you? Any product stuff? We have any Butov product sightings? No, it's it's hard. It's like I was. I'm looking. I pulled up this chart just now because I knew we were gonna get there. It's like. What happened was my client that I've been working on with for like a year now decided to um, – like they've been working with a bunch of freelancers who are remote and they decided that it's better to shape up the local like dev department and start having everybody local so they want to build up their local dev team, whatever. In, so, New, York, in New York City. In New York right. City, right. So – they they said uh, we want to bring you on as like the director of technology CTO whatever it is so but I'm like well I don't want to go to the office <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like so 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 they said a whole bunch of like we negotiated and whatever so basically I'm still consulting but I'm full time and like actually much more than full time because now there's like management of people and, and hiring and interviewing and staffing up and like what well, were like 60 hour weeks or now like 80 hour weeks wow. and that's sort of like adding to the whole like i haven't had a vacation since 2007 <laughs> literally like that's when we had the office and i left the dogs with one of my employees so we could go for a week 
away right. somewhere like that. That was the last time I had a I had a break. Um, and before that was my honeymoon, like 2003. So like I'm feeling really burned out. So I really got to get out somewhere. But now is a really like bad time family wise, bad time work wise because they want to staff up and there's a bunch of people who need like two, three rounds of interviews and hiring sucks and like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just it's it's you know like i'm so the chart i'm looking at is that in 2012 was like the first time i took a not accidental consulting gig right and that was dnl and we we're it was seven percent of our revenue for the year for 2012 mm. and i'm looking at last year 2016 98.5 <laughs> percent of our revenue and it's like, and you know, if you listen to the podcast for like even this show, if we're going back to whatever we started two years back or whatever, I'm always saying, no, no, I'm not going to hire because I don't really want to run a consultancy. I don't want to. And like the more I don't want to run a consultancy, the more of our revenue is like consultant revenue right. and like <laughs> zero time now for product stuff. And like it's not even, it wouldn't even be worth it with the amount of revenue that comes in from, from the invoices for consulting. The amount of time it would take something like Scribbleton at twenty nine dollars a pop to rev up, right? It was just like by that time, the amount of revenue this business could generate from consulting is insane. So like, it's almost like now there's a wish that somehow the consulting market would like stop so I could have a break <laughs> for a couple of months. But like, you'd be out of your mind to say no, thank you. You know, well, you got you got to like schedule two. You guys got to put down like next March right now, just put two weeks down and be like, I'm not working those two weeks. That's it. And then just for, don't, even, don't like plan a trip even yet, but just let everybody know, let yourself know you're not working those two weeks. So I was going to I was going to do that for this April and back in January. And I, I right. told, I told them, you know, I'm taking a month off in April. Right. Um, and they're like, no, we can't do it. We wouldn't have anybody. <laughs> like, we have nobody. You're staffing up. So you literally, you're building this team. And like before this team is in place, we cannot take a month without, uh, you know, development input or management input. So like I literally couldn't. So you're, you're like real close to a job territory here, Bhutan. Yeah, real man. close. <laughs> this, this is really not where I wanted this thing to go. <laughs> but it's, well, they still, weeks, you know, I, I'm still at home. Two weeks is different than a month. Two weeks is different than a month, though. I think a I month guess. might be ambitious. Two weeks is not as is not as significant as a month. I think you could get away with two weeks, especially if you're semi-available, like to you know answer some emails, whatever. But you know, you're not working. You're off somewhere. You're on an island. You're on a beach or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're somewhere. Right. right. You could do it. So yeah, this is much closer to a job than I'm I'm happy with. But at the same right. time, my 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 criteria for running Unter being that it's still my company, I don't have to go anywhere on a daily basis to an office somewhere. Yeah, and I'm still cons like a consulting because it's my company. I'm not an employee anywhere. All of that still is still active. Right. So it's a job, and that it's a hundred percent full time plus one client. But it still meets all the other criteria, including the most important one that I'm home. Right. So, like, I can't, I can't justify saying no. I'm gonna go off and build tools again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I now mean, you have I other mean, clients still, or no? Or are you kind of just on this one now? I just on this one, like wrapping up little things like that are on a back burner on the weekends right. and evenings. Like DNL has some work that I could put in weekends and evenings for, and. Uh, patches here and there for 
older clients that have patches. Right. But I mean, it's a drop in the bucket compared to like the 80 hour weeks or whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. We've seen your whole arc. People need to listen to episode <laughs> one and go, go full arc. See now. And also I think you, I think you got the time wrong here. Cause I think it's more than, no, that's more than two more years. Than two years, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying, whenever that episode was where I... Yeah, where yeah, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd be, you know, at this point, it's like, a, it's a bad place to be because there's a lot of work, but it's a good place to be for several reasons. One, uh, you know, the revenue, the money, whatever. I don't have to hunt right. for clients. That's an obvious one. But two, less obvious, it's a good place to be with consulting where you don't care if it continues for longer or not. Right. Um, because like when you reach, you got money in the coffers, so you're good there. Um, you got a good relationship with the client, so you don't have to struggle. You're good there. Right. But at the same time, if like Trump does something stupid, we go into World War Three and the whole market collapses or whatever, um, obviously you're not fine. But like consulting client-wise, you're not <laughs> desperate for work, right? right? It's a good place to be where you don't really – where you're – I don't know whether it's just a fatigue talking or not, but like I wouldn't mind terribly if all of a sudden something dropped out and I had two months with nothing to do. Right. Um, so I think it's a – even consulting-wise, it's better to be in a place where you don't care than to be in a place where you're struggling for the next client or whatever. Yeah, it's nice when you get into that zone of not caring once in a while or uh, or not feeling like you have to push. That's it. I feel like it ends up, I end up more like where I get burned out because I have to feel like I have to push a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that kind of has its ebbs and flows, but, uh, but I don't know. I yeah, definitely I, have products I want to start on, um, but... Yeah, I'd probably go with the route that you're doing with thermostat. Like, I'd just do free. Um, not even because of the crud that I don't want to build. Like, you don't want to build around that stuff, but because, like, the stuff I want to build is stuff I want to build for myself. Like, it's going to mm. be very tight if it would be a mass market product that it, I probably wouldn't launch it with if it was, like, a paid thing. But if it's a free right. thing just for myself, then I could just launch it to see if it has traction or not. But... Just to be able to have the sort of time where you could say, oh, again, I'm working on just a product, Frontier. That would be like a vacation in itself. <laughs> well, you should car- carve out four hours a week and pick something uh, simple and, uh, you know, a simple, a simpler idea and chip away, chip away at it. A little, little iOS app or... Can't do it. There's just, something. there's no time. If yeah. I could carve out four hours a week, I'd put it towards DNL or whoever was waiting for uh, for. Uh, code for a long time. Right. Like, I can't justify it. Got to get a second person. No. Back to that conversation. I'm not running a consultancy. <laughs> <laughs> At 98.5% revenue for the right, business. Exactly. And then they could work on your projects. They could work on your backlog of other consulting stuff, and they could work on, you know, if they spend 75% of their time on consulting stuff and 25% of their time on Antair products, That'd be that'd be perfect. You get a Maybe. you get a you get an overseas developer. It's like I mean I know a bunch of people with that now, and they're all like in the like four thousand dollar a month range. Right. That's all in four thousand dollars a month, and it doesn't have to be a super guru person, right? Like if they're if they know how to do the basic iOS Android stuff, and that's it. And you know, 
especially on your end of the product stuff, it's like whatever. If they're not, if it's not perfect, doesn't matter. And yeah, on the client stuff, you'd have to probably watch them a little bit, just make sure that's to your satisfaction. But I think you could do it. Uh, I like this idea. Did I, I mention? Like did I mention how much hiring sucks? <laughs> yeah. So how are you doing with this hiring thing? Terrible. <laughs> terrible it's not it's it's just as awful now as when i was hiring for Ontario back and whatever it's people you get the people from mcdonald's or whatever like we had before but you also get like this is a senior back-end developer position php developer i i've had countless resumes where php is not even mentioned <laughs> i don't know what they're applying for well the problem here is you're in the new york city market too which is totally insane and people are just getting paid like like any code on their resume at all, people are getting paid ridiculous amounts of money for stuff. So then you got to filter through all those people to like get to some real people and all that it adds to the complexity. Also, there's this attitude that like, I've never given this attitude to anybody when I was looking for a job. Like there's this not responding to emails, like not showing up for interviews by Skype, not showing up for physical interviews. There's like this, Mm. I, I don't know whether it now is the same as it was like in the late 90s where like anybody who could do HTML is like a god and like right. is able to fling any prices around they want. But like, but it's just this, like, if I could fit you in for a conversation while I'm between my video game time and my lunch time and my snack time, I will, I will talk <laughs> to you. But otherwise, like, whatever. Like, I'm doing them a favor by like asking them to come in for an interview. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, they're doing me a favor. It's, it's, it's like, I don't know. Is that a millennial? It can't be a millennial thing. I'm not hiring millennials. I'm hiring in senior developers. <laughs> They're millennials. Millennial goes up to like 32 or something. You're like borderline millennial. But, I'm 38. <laughs> I'm 38 now. I just had a birthday. You're 38? Yes. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Almost old. You are almost old now. This week, Bootstrapped is sponsored by Linode. Um, if you're looking for virtual machine hosting, I definitely ought to check out Linode. They have eight data centers. Um, all the plan, the base plan starts at two gigabytes of RAM, and it goes up from there into very large servers. Really straightforward pricing, 10 bucks a month um, to start. And that's actually built hourly. So if you want to spin up a, a server just to play around with a side project and spin it back down, you're only going to pay uh, you know, for the fraction of, of time you used on that. Um, they recently switched uh, from Zen to KVM and have seen you know, 300% performance increases uh, with the servers uh, we use at Userscape um, run on Linode. And we did that conversion. And it's amazing. We were able to actually lower uh, the size of many of our servers down to just the base two gigabyte server because they're just ridiculously fast now. So that's really been awesome. It's all uh, 40 gig uh, network. It's all modern Intel processors. It's all native SSD storage, 24-7, 365 support, uh, seven-day money-back guarantee if you don't like it, which I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, again, I've been hosted there for I don't even know how long, five years or more um, with about 10 servers. Andre uses it as well. Uh, so definitely, definitely highly recommend Linode. Um, and... Uh, They've actually given us a, an offer code, bootstrapped20. So if you use that code, you'll get 20 bucks off 
um, when you sign up for our account in Linode. So basically, uh, you can get your first two months for free, uh, or even if you're only using it for partial months, it could be last you longer than that, obviously. So definitely check that out. Offer code bootstrapped20, and we'll have that in the show notes uh, as well as a link right to that, that that applies a discount for you. So go ahead and just check it out in the show notes, click on it. Um, our big, big thanks to Linode for always being a huge supporter of the show. And uh, I really can't highly recommend them enough. We use them for uh, everything at UserScape and uh, it's been, been rock solid. So thanks a lot to Linode for sponsoring the show. I don't know. I, I, I went to like a Laravel meetup in New York City there like four or five months ago or something. And every single person had changed jobs within 18 months. I mean, I talked to like 20 people. All of them had a new job within the last 18 months. Right. And all of them were like, the recruiters are insane. As soon as it hits your 12-month anniversary, they are like literally the day <laughs> of your 12-month anniversary, they're like, all right, I got your next job for you. And There's a CRM working around. right there. Yeah, it's just you know, they want to make their 40 grand commission or whatever, and they're just moving the chairs and the Titanic around. And, you know, the devs are getting paid a little more each time, and so everybody just goes with this flow. But it's like, I don't know, it's it's crazy. Um, like in the in San Francisco and New York and probably Austin or whatever, that whole kind of art game. And, you know, and they're all like company. I'd say like half were at real companies. And half were just that things like, you know, these things are going to be out of business very, very soon. <laughs> yeah. They're just like garbage, weirdo startups that, you know, nothing you ever heard of, just, you know, specialty deli CRM or whatever, weird stuff like that. And you're like, okay. When um, sometimes uh, companies post online, whatever, CTO somewhere, that hiring is so hard, like hiring is like the most difficult part and all of that. Uh, and they're not even talking about like hiring like during the bubble late 90s where you just want to fill seats as fast as you could possibly fill seats but like actual hiring like one person for a role is hard yeah. and i'm like whatever like every person i know of in existence is a developer how could possibly be that hard to hire a developer and it's, it's fucking hard to hire a developer <laughs> Uh, are you whittling it down? Do you have like candidates? Are you still kind of, you haven't really found anybody? We, we, yeah, I have a bunch that just came in for interviews and flaked mm -hmm. out or like didn't want to come back or like they just don't jive, don't sync up in one way or another. It just doesn't work out. Uh, um, uh, and it's not I, like, it's not like I'm asking for like some esoteric assembler on some weird right. chipset from 1970. <laughs> like PHP backend developer. Everybody's a PHP backend developer. Yeah, that shouldn't be too bad. Uh, whatever. I got a solution. 20 more hours a week for Butov. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll do the back-end stuff too. <laughs> You're working 130 hours a week now. <laughs> you sleep like two hours a night. You get up. You have each like chunk of your day defined, like the first four hours of your day, you're the back end dev, then you have four hours of like management stuff, then four hours of the mobile app. <laughs> That's right. Terrible. I like this idea. I like this idea. <laughs> what else is going on then? What else is going on in Butov land? What's your what's your favorite game right now? Um oh man. I, don't I got know. an update there too. I got an update. So. I've been playing this thing called Player Unknown's Battle. Grounds, I think it's called. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is like this super janky early access, half broken piece of crap. <laughs> uh, but it's got such a cool hook to it 
um, that they existed before, but like the simplicity of it. So you ever saw, I think it's a movie called Battle Royale. Uh, sounds like vaguely familiar, but so here's the hook. Um, a hundred people get thrown out of an airplane over an Island with this idea with nothing. Right. You land whatever you feel like jumping out of the airplane. There's houses around you or barns or whatever. It's an Island like lost. Uh, you go into a house. Uh, you might have some people landing next to you. You might not. You go into a house and you uh, defend yourself with whatever you could find. <laughs> a frying pan, a gun. If you're lucky enough to land next to a military base where you're not the only smart one, jackass, who jumped out of an airplane next to a military base, there's going to be 50 other people out of 100 jumping there with you. You might get an assault rifle with a scope, not a scope, with a helmet, not a helmet, whatever. Right. Um, last person standing wins. And the idea is that every two minutes or so, this play area shrinks. Ah. So if you find you, you can't just camp out in the barn you landed in. So you can't just be like Hunger Games style. I'm just waiting until everybody else kills themselves off you and can't I like stroll out victorious. There's an invisible wall of either gas or electricity or whatever it is that closes right. in. And if you find yourself outside there, you die very, very fast. Mm. Um, so you got to constantly move up. And the more, the faster, uh, I mean, the closer you are to this eventual pinpoint center, um, the tighter it is <laughs> with other people there. So after 20 minutes or whatever it is, it's like you and 20 people within this, whatever, one kilometer. Mm. And it could be a bunch of houses or it could be in the middle of a field and there's nothing there but like haystacks to hide behind. That's like, <laughs> it's anxiety-inducing in the best possible way. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I like this. I like this hook. Yes, this is a good hook. You, you could go check it out. On Twitch, it's like the third most popular game. Um, but it's really... I love the simplicity of it. There's no, like, gameplay elements on top of gameplay elements. It is exactly what I just described. Like, you cannot, like, deconstruct it any more than it is already. Um... And, and this is just, player unknowns battlegrounds. That's I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll send you this thing. Yeah, I, I see it here. And yeah. it's like not even for sale yet, or it is. No, it's, it's for sale. It's th- oh, okay. thirty bucks on Steam, but it's like it's early access, so it's like if you play it, it's janky. It's like, it's, but it doesn't matter, like because right. the the core, what you do, the whole premise is so tight that it's like it's it has like perfection of simplicity behind it. You know, like the graphics don't look that great. It's not a graphics thing. It's just it's that right. it's that like it's it's a sort of thing like okay, so you're in a popular area. You landed in a popular area because there's guns there. You know there's guns there because it's like a military base of some kind. Right. So you land there and you go inside the house and all the houses start off with doors closed. Hmm. Now you go in there and you say, all right, so I'm I'm looking at the map and it looks like for the next fifteen minutes or so, the 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 playable area, the the circle is going to be around me. So there's going to be people coming in to this area from the outside to try to escape the outside gas thing. (laughs) I'm going to camp out here and like snipe them from the outside. But also I'm going to close the doors behind me. So they think this house hasn't been raided yet. So they're going to go in there and I'm going to hide in the bathroom with a shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Like this whole thing around it is, is, it's just so, 
the simplicity of like Last Man Standing is beautiful, and all the other games seem to put a lot of crud on top of it to make a game out of it. Right. And here, there's no crud. It is exactly like that simple, and it's the first five minutes of it are gorgeous, and the last five minutes of it are gorgeous because it's like the standoff at the end is like right. it's five people, and the first five minutes is how do you how do you you land, and you gotta make sure you're lucky to be the island is huge if you land somewhere that you thought was going to be near some place where the circle starts because the circle starts and it covers maybe a quarter of the island mm. and if you happen to find yourself in the completely opposite end of the island from where the circle starts you have five minutes the whole ass first of all you <laughs> got to find something to defend yourself with but don't take too long because you got five minutes the whole ass all the way across the whole island uh. being shot at maybe and then when you get there, there's going to be people waiting to ambush you because they know right. there's going to be people coming in from the other side of the island. Right. So there's a whole strategy. Do you go find loot to defend yourself with or do you go camp out by the bridge because there's like two bridges off this part of the island and if you successfully ambush somebody, you just take their stuff. Right. <laughs> um, and right. then you don't respawn, I take it. No, you're you done. die and you're done. Yeah. Uh. So that always adds an element because you can't just like get right back in there. You, you're it increases the caution level a little bit. Well, they do a good thing because usually in like Counter Strike or whatever, you kill, you get killed, and you have to wait like twenty minutes while the game mm. resets. But here, you just go back out to the lobby and start another round. Just play another round. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I guess that's good and bad. Yeah, because you don't see the winner. You don't so. because, but I mean, people nowadays like do nasty stuff. They go on Twitch and they find that the stream of the guy who's winning and then they know where he's <laughs> hiding out. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. Oh my goodness. That, it's kind of reminds me of that. You ever see that movie? It's from the, there's a newer one, but the one from the nineties called no escape. It's got like Ray Liotta and he gets dropped on an Island. It's like a future where like you get prisoners are kept on this prison Island and Ray Liotta wants to break out. I mean, I watched this movie 300 times. I don't know. I watched a lot of Ray Liotta stuff in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, it's exactly like this, basically, where they're all dropped on an island and they all end up finding stuff to like battle each other. And there's different tribes and stuff like that. Do you end up making teams or like do people work together or no? You could uh, play solo or you could play a duo or you could play with four, I think. Uh, okay. The, the, the guy, the biggest streamer or whatever it is on the, the Twitch for this game. He has like 350 followers, thousand followers. Or um, he does fours mm. and to watch them coordinate is a thing of beauty right it's, i don't know what they have i've never been in the military or whatever i don't know right. how the military works when there's like a quad of people attacking house but they're on they have their shit tight <laughs> they point positions they have like they, they know it's just amazing to watch them it's like the tactics behind it um, mm. I just get shot in the head within 10 minutes of showing up. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping your day job. You're not going to be at the uh, world championship of this game. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not good enough. This guy streams 13 hours a day. I don't blame him. He pulls off probably 25 grand a month off this thing. Because um, I think last time he mentioned he had like 25 5000 subscribers or something like that and i guess subscriptions are 5 bucks a month on twitch or something so even if you take off Gosh. whatever they take off from twitch uh even if it's like 30% he makes enough more than enough to 
stream 13 hours a day. Who the hell's paying these guys to play games, though? I don't understand why I'm giving this guy $5. Like, wouldn't he be streaming anyway? No? I guess. I don't know whether there's incentives or something. It's probably some inside access and something or other. Oh, yeah. This is what all our kids are going to grow up doing. We're not going to understand anything about it. We're going to be like, why don't you get a real job? And they're going to be like, this is a real job. My son watches these videos. Stupid, dumb, dumb videos. Ryan's Toy Review. This guy, <laughs> this 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 father and mother or whatever, and their kid is like six years old. And it's literally, it, it's the house from Silver Spoons. It's not, nobody's going to get that reference. It's an sure, 80s sure. guy. <laughs> um, uh, and it's like this house filled with toys. And of course it's filled with toys because like he filed taxes last year and they made $12 million off the ads on YouTube. <laughs> So, of course, she's not working. Of course, he's not working. Of course, they're pimping out their son to the internet through these stupid YouTube videos. But at the same time, like, sitting there and judging them, like, this kid is going to, he's going to grow up. He had no input as to what his parents are doing with him at this age. And I don't know what about it is wrong, but it feels wrong to me. And maybe it's one of those old men yells at crowd, crowd type of old (laughs) things, but... There's something core to that whole thing that just feels wrong to me. Yeah, this whole, like, we buy our kid every toy so he can review it or she can review it. And they have seven and a half million YouTube followers. So they don't even buy it anymore. Toy companies just something. send it to him. It's yeah, the only stuff sure. that Ethan buys is the stuff that this guy reviews or plays with <laughs> or whatever. So are you going to spend $10 million, you know, doing ads on television maybe Ethan will see it when he watches Dora or whatever are you gonna send a $30 toy to this kid on YouTube who's gonna <laughs> play with it and Ethan's gonna definitely buy it what I want, and then you, and it's not even that simple I'm sure because I'm sure then now they're like hey in addition to the money they make on YouTube they're like hey if you want us to review your toy <laughs> you gotta right. pay us $10,000 when you send the toy don't just send the toy we get a lot of toys we want $10,000 also <laughs> you, you want your toy to be in the front row first five minutes of playtime that's exactly <laughs> oh my god what are you doing this kid gets big I guess I've made enough money by then so it matter <sighs> Oh, we're doing it all wrong. We're working <laughs> hard for no reason when we could be YouTube sensations. All of this feels awful and wrong. And um, <laughs> but it also feels awful and wrong in a way that like you don't understand grandpa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's it. Forget all this stuff, businesses and crap. We gotta start thinking about how we can abuse the kids and leverage their cuteness for our own financial gain. <laughs> Anyway, uh, now I'm depressed. I let the <laughs> I let the oldest. Uh, <clears throat> he's been beating on us for uh, Overwatch, which is yeah. now you know obviously a game that's ancient compared to every new game. But uh, we let him get the Overwatch. It's not too bad, I have to say. I like being the guy who uh, turns into the big turret and he's got like a Gatling gun. Bastion. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, I, that, that's a good game. That's the least toxic to me uh, of all of these multiplayer shooters really yeah i haven't played it multiplayer yet i've only been playing with him in the like against the computer mode right i imagine that the multiplayer is just like you get killed instantly by yeah people who are super good turn uh, off turn off chat turn off chat yeah yeah so far yeah well i guess he he hasn't had chat on in that um because i guess he doesn't have the headset plugged in or something well, i don't know we, you got turn off text chat and 
voice chat. Yeah. Well, at least so far when I've been seeing him play, I haven't seen any chat go by. with. And now it's only been people on his team because it's like five real humans playing against right. AI. Right. And I haven't seen any chat stuff. But yeah, I imagine that's important. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to be a hive of scum and villainy uh, in there. There's a moment in the player uh, battle underground, whatever, <clears throat> game where all 100 people are um, in this airplane about to be dropped off uh, on the island. There's like 30 seconds when you're in the airplane. And you can go into first-person mode where you're looking through the eyes. So you're looking at all the 100 other people. It's in a row. It's like two rows. Your row and the row opposite of you people. It's like a subway. Um, and uh, the way the chat system works in in uh, that game is it's proximity chat, I guess. So you could hear people who are... Mm near you in the game and there's no uh there's no uh, uh uh penalty for for anything bad that you say there's no repercussions there's no sure. indication who's saying what so if you turn chat on while you're sitting in that metal box <laughs> it is it is the it's some kind of a nexus black hole of filth <laughs> that the the greatest amount of filth the internet can produce in the tightest amount of space <laughs> is in that plane. Um, oh my goodness! So you definitely want to turn off chat while you're playing that game. And now, do you ever play, do you play with chat on in these no, games? Or no, I never, I never, I don't play chat, text chat, or voice. Well, actually, if you play voice chat in Overwatch, you, and everybody cooperates, you tend to do a lot better yeah because you can say where you're going to be and all that yeah plus there's caring there's like even if you just don't talk but if you just say hi right people realize you're playing with other human beings right <laughs> um they don't go dicking around and doing stuff they shouldn't be doing the whole game so right um the, even that is good so you could just even if you just say hi and then turn off chat that helps yeah Oh my goodness! There's a whole etiquette to all this stuff. I'm scary, scary. <laughs> it's like it's like I've awoken. It's I've been here 38 years, but like I haven't seen any of this. And then you turn around, and there's a whole economy and <laughs> service and performing and and all of this stuff is all of a sudden is there. And like I guess I've been bootstrapping products somewhere between then when this did not exist and now that it does exist and I haven't seen the transition happen. I remember sitting writing the spam filter in my bedroom when I was, like it was 2005 and I was looking for stuff to watch online because I was bored and I had no TV upstairs. <laughs> and like the only thing I found is like ABC had postage stamp sized uh, versions of uh, uh, Perfect Strangers episodes and I had three of them and like I looped watch them because it's the only thing to watch and now it's like just just this massive amount of stuff yeah it's tricky because I, I don't mind I like the kids playing video games over watching TV because right. I feel like it's interactive and there's strategy and, but I don't know about all this to your fully engaged speaking to the other random internet people uh that that seems like it might be a bridge too far for me to cross yeah. so i don't know well i guess we'll see as they get older but you try that lego worlds thing it's on playstation no i think i knew something that they were building it but i don't think i played it since it's it came 30 out. bucks it's like minecraft but it's not minecraft it's like exactly right. like legos um you're on you're 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 a on the spaceship thing you you could go to different planets and every planet is like different there's like a candy planet where everything is like a 
it's like candy related Lego sets and they built this entire planet <laughs> with candy bricks or whatever. And pirates and like all these themed oh, pirates. That would be cool. There's I don't know if they have Star Wars, I don't know if they license Star Wars or not, but mm. whatever Lego sets there are, they make planets out of these Lego sets and you basically go and you you land and then you do tasks for people, you build stuff and then they give you gold bricks and you put those gold bricks in your spaceship so you could have like five of them and then you could take off to another planet it's really like it's it, for a four-year-old five-year-old it's a great game because there's no bad guys there's no death there's no like evilness it's just like <laughs> building stuff up it's minecraft with tasks mm. right hmm. So you like it? It's With objectives. Good. It's, yeah. I mean, the only thing I mean, the play kids is love like, Minecraft, so. Yeah, but Minecraft, like, sort of requires, like, okay, here's the goal I'm going to set upon myself to perform, to, to right, finish. Right, right. Totally. This doesn't have, like, this fills those things in, in case hmm. you don't want to do that. And do you still have to, like, aggregate, like, resources and stuff like that? Or you can no. just kind of pick any brick? So it's it's very cool that you go and you have this scanning tool. And anything you see, like a dog or, or a pirate ship or, or a barn or whatever, you scan it. Once you scan it, you have it in the inventory. And then you can make a thousand copies of it. It doesn't cost <laughs> anything. Um, and, you could get, and you have the, the scanning gun turns into a shooting gun. So you could scan in, like, an elephant. And you turn it into shooting mode. And you just, like, shoot elephants into the air. Yeah, it's like it's a playground it's like it's exactly like if you had unlimited legos and you play with the legos it's it's a really good thing to play with kids it's like 30 yeah. bucks or something we'll try that we'll give that one a shot i'm i'm a big fan of finding stuff like that that's not like it's not easy the you know you got to find stuff that the controls are not too hard right there's still some sort of like an interesting thing to do but it's not violent and well, what's what's your son now? He's five or four. He'll still? be five in a couple of days now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's still a little bit of a tricky age. Yeah, the controls. There's still not a lot of games kind of focused quite at that yeah. age that aren't just like total little kid games. So, but a couple of years. But like my middle son, who's just he's six. He'll be seven. He's not. I mean, he gets into some stuff. Like he's been into FIFA, soccer, mm-hmm. and a few. He put play some minecraft but he's not as into it as tyler who's older he's totally into it he's into all the games so it's kind of interesting that that this, the difference is there too and what each of them are into and you know which what games you, they like you know what you need hamilton the video game that's right they would love that <laughs> <laughs> they would love that you play the play the revolutionary war there's got to be some Revolutionary War game, but well, it's like my the oldest is really, really super into World War One history, mm-hmm. and there is that Battlefield one, but it's yeah. so like intense and gory, and it's like yeah. I mean, on the one hand, like that's real, I get it, but on the other hand, uh, I don't know. I played it, and then I, like I had this big discussion with my wife about it because like there's no even in Russia, which in Russia, uh, when you grow up in Russia, there's a much more the the. Uh, <laughs> The presence of World War Two is is a, is a big daily thing. Right. It's a cloud that exists in Russia where it, here it doesn't. Um, but World War One still doesn't, just like it, it isn't here. And World War One sort of like disappeared. Right. And it, there's not even been any games about it or or any movies, I guess, or anything like that that are popular. And now this Battlefield One came out. People will play Battlefield game because it's like a it's like a uh, Madden. It's like a yearly thing that comes right. out. People follow <laughs> it and play it. But they chose to focus on Battlefield 1 
this past version of itself and you play it and it's like god damn it was brutal i mean you thought <laughs> world war Two was brutal but this is like this is fucking animalistic brutality yeah. world war one was no joke uh, your own tank will kill you right. you know <laughs> Um, yeah, it's up close and personal there. You're not just with the the machine gun or whatever. They had that too, but yeah, like the gas, the trenches, the whole thing. So it's sort of like aliens came and all of a sudden gave you this technology that's like 20 years ahead of your time, and they go here, kill yourself with it. But you got to figure <laughs> yeah. out how to use it while you're killing yourself with it. Yeah. So yeah, so I, don't know. I mean, we were talking about maybe trying to go to Europe next year, and mm-hmm. the oldest big thing is he wants to go to Eep to see the trenches and the five battles that were fought there and the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of wild, but then even the, the difference between the two kids, like my oldest can have these discussions about, you know, casualties and all this stuff. And he's fine. And then the youngest, as soon as he gets a sense that something is like about death or mm-hmm. war, he's like instantly crying, right. you know, he, he like really takes it personally and emotionally right. um so that's the other thing is like when you get the oldest a game the youngest is going to see it that becomes the whole thing and <sighs> he's right on the verge there your middle kid because like like i looked into this i think i talked about this one our dog died well it was um even my mom passed away a couple of years back i looked into this and like what age is death a concept for them like and they said, like, around five, six, it's sort of, like, borderline. They might not even be able to, like, process it properly. So yeah. we didn't even talk about it with him. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where he's kind of maturing to that point where he's starting to kind of get it. And then he realizes what it means right. and, he, <laughs> like, internalizes it or whatever. So, But, um, ah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Maybe we'll oh. try to do one of these uh, not not such a distance. We'll get back on the horse here in a couple of weeks or three. Yeah, sounds good. I like that idea. All right, All right I'm off. I'm How are you doing? This was a vacation. This was a this was an hour off. I like this. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did it over lunch, so I don't know if it really counts. Now you still have to go take lunch. Uh, I got to go right off. I got to go order some food and write it off now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, I'll later. talk to you later. Bye. Bye.